Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Holly. I'm your co-host, Melody. Well, Melody, today we are going to be talking about getting kids to do chores. I'm seeing a lot of parents with overwhelm this new uh, school year, Mm -hmm. thinking they can't do it all and they shouldn't be. But before we get into that, I want to know what's been keeping you busy these days? Several things, uh, but the most fun thing is that I've been needing a desk. We had a desk, and we had to move it and get rid of it to make room for something else. And so after a year of not having a desk... Oh, goodness. I, <laughs> it's like, I need a place to park things uh, not on the dining room table. And so a, a desk was made available to me, which meant I had to reconfigure a room to make space for the desk. And in the process of that, decided that if I didn't have so many project bags hanging around, I'd have more space. Oh, goodness. It's like a game of Tetris. You move it one really thing, is. you got to move another. So I decided to take a page out of Dave Ramsey and start a craft snowball. Oh, that a idea. craft snowball. Do Great the thing idea. that takes the least amount to be done. And, and so that's what's been keeping me busy, a little bit at a time. I still have, I got started and I got interrupted again, but I figure if I have a focus and get that stuff out of the way, I'll have so much more room. Like it was useful clutter, all those project bags. But right. I'd rather not have all that stuff sitting around. Oh, I feel you on that. We, we um, I'm similarly in the middle of, of several projects. We've been on this purge cycle in our house and I came to the idea that I wanted to replace my dining room table. I have a bar height table and I thought, oh, I'm going for more of a French country look, so I want to replace my table. Well, then the neighbor down the street was giving away a beautiful, uh, looks like oak, oak table with four chairs with cane backs and all, beautiful, but it needs totally refinishing. So I'm redoing the chair seats. I'm I'm having to look for fabric. I've got to uh, sand the top and then stain it. So I have two tables in my dining room right I now. That. Yeah, <laughs> and, and trying to trying to sell the uh, the previous table, and I've got stuff everywhere, and it's really hard to keep things organized. But there you go. I'm doing the best I can with it, and still trying to keep up with homeschooling. And thank goodness my son does chores. And I think all the rest of you, after this episode, you're going to be happy when you get your kids to do chores, too. Absolutely. Just part of life. We always have tasks that need to be done. That's true. You can't wait until your kids are teenagers to start giving them chores to do. They're not going to receive that very well. Nobody would. No. It just needs to be part of life. We At our house, it's everybody who lives in the house work. It's not mom. I'm not the maid. Right. I'm not the one making all the mess. And so we just learn to clean up as you go. It's just part of, it's just part of life. It is. And it's unfair to unleash grown people on the world with no skills. (laughs) My husband is the oldest of six and his mother is a saint and she just did everything for her family. And she thought she was doing a, a good service to them. But when they got to be adults, they didn't know what to do or when to do it or how to do it. And my sister-in-law has said, it was such a disservice. I didn't know what day I should do laundry. I didn't Mm. know when I should start doing something and when was the best time to do things. She just had no idea. And it really made her play catch up as an adult. That's a good point. It's much better to equip them with the practical skills that they need for success. Yeah. I grew up with a mom that made us do chores, and I remember feeling kind of resentful about it because I didn't really like it on my summer vacation that before I could leave the house, I had to do chores. 
But looking back, my mom was brilliant because yes, she was. She had us all do these chores in the summer, and all she did was cook and do the laundry. But once we got our chores done, she let us have the whole day to mm -hmm. ourselves. So I really learned early on that, you know, it's really good to get your work done. And then you have the rest of the time to play. And I've always told my kids, you work first and then you play. Same here. Yeah, I think the thing, the value of that is it goes, uh, it's like a ripple. You know, you throw a stone into a pond and it ripples out. Mm -hmm. um, so you teach kids to work first and then play. So then when they sit down to do their schoolwork, you know, they understand this is my work. I need to get this done. I don't have free time till this work is done. When they go out into the workforce mm -hmm. and a lot of um, homeschool kids and and kids, you know, in any uh, at any school, they will get a job in high school. Well, you know, you need to prepare them for that. Their future employers will thank you, and right. they will thank you if they've learned to pay attention to their work and get their work done, if they have skills to bring to a job. Um, so it's really very important and foundational, I think, to start teaching your kids to do chores at an early age. We did too. Also, just the idea that you get those things done first and don't put them off because then when you have your playtime, you're really free. You don't have something weighing on your shoulders that you haven't completed. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't get into habits of procrastinating. Right. Yes, that's exactly true. Another reason why I think it's really important to teach kids to do chores is that it helps the whole family. And I think it's really good to give kids a sense that they are important to the family and to the family's success and that their work benefits the family. And then, you know, there are rewards down there the line. Rewards. And they're contributing to the home. Mm -hmm. Everybody who lives there can contribute. We had, there's no reason for uh, mom or dad or anyone else to be picking up all the toys after the little ones. If they're old enough to get it out, they're old enough to pick it up. And so... If you start at the beginning with everyone pulling together to get things ready for the day, then they have a way to contribute. They do. And um, so this morning I was bustling around getting ready uh, for you to come over so we could record our podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was running out of time. And I said to my son, who's just a newly turned eight-year-old, do you think you might be able to take Watson out? For me real quick and sometimes Watson doesn't want to go out for people so we kind of we kind of tricked him uh, I walked out and then my son kept walking with him and I went back in the house but he felt so proud that he could take the dog out that I gave him that responsibility and that was really a helpful thing because that's the thing is like you don't want to give your kids just silly things to do no. because they see through that you want to actually give them something they can do that's a tangible helpful thing Something real. Something that's a, real. That's a that's a task that needs to be done, mm -hmm. and a responsible person has to do it. Right. Otherwise, Watson would run off. Mm -hmm. So it's important, and it matters. And even things like small things, like emptying waste baskets, was one of those things. Like somebody's got to do it. You're right. You know, that's down there where you you're at the right height for that. Exactly. You can reach it, and that's something you can do. And that was one of the things early on, figuring out what things the younger ones could actually do that mattered and mm -hmm. that were a contribution and figuring out what they could do and letting them do it, teaching them how. That's a process, too, training how to do these little tasks. Yes, and that, that I think, is why some parents don't want to start their kids on chores because at the beginning it does take some valuable amount of your time, but you get that time back later 
after your child's been trained to do that chore. Right. So um, as an example, my little guy, we started, he started putting away dishes earlier this summer. And at first, you know, he could put away very few of them. Mm -hmm. And he got the silverware mixed up. And it did take time because I had to work alongside of him. But now I can say, hey, you know, there are dishes to be put away. Mm -hmm. And he'll go in the kitchen. He'll get the step stool out. He'll set things on the counter and put them up in the cabinets. And when I come out there, the only things that are left are things he does not know where they go or things that I've not gotten him to put away yet. Maybe some glassware Mm -hmm. that um, we have to arrange a certain way in the cabinet. But he's quite capable. And a shocking thing to me, he was on a Zoom call with his um, Sunday school teacher, and she was asking all the kids, what kind of things do they do to help out around the house? And he said, oh, I put away the dishes. And she said, wow, you're an overachiever. My 14-year-old, we just got her to start putting away the dishes. My jaw nearly hit the floor. So uh, don't wait till your kids are 14 to have them start helping you because they can really offer valuable help at younger ages, way younger ages than that. Well, what other um, thoughts do you have about why we should teach kids to do chores? Well, let's see. It helps them to develop a sense of responsibility. I think we said that. It frees up time for them and for you because if they don't have to wait while you do something, you can both get started on something else more quickly what else else well I think it builds self-esteem I think it gives them you know it gives them a sense of accomplishment and gives them abilities and it makes them feel like they um are big you know kids want to feel big Mm -hmm. so anything you give them to do that's an actual real thing they feel very proud of themselves. They, it builds their self-esteem and it makes them want to look for more accomplishments. Because when, when you first start, you know, most kids are like, that's too hard. I can't do it. And then when they master that skill, they realize I can do hard things and I'm ready to try another challenge. I agree. And another Another perk for that is is uh, valuing the work that other people are doing. Oh, indeed. Respecting their property, respecting the home, because they have more of an, an investment in there in keeping it in good repair or keeping it tidy. Yes, there's a funny story about that. So um, our listeners don't know, but Melody and I have actually known each other a really long time, and we used to travel and do homeschool uh, conventions. And so one weekend we were away. And when we came home, my oldest daughter had really run around the house and cleaned up. And she said she was telling the other kids, like, don't mess up things. And I thought, (laughs) oh, this is poetic justice now. You've gotten to the point where you are understanding what what trouble it is to get this work done. And you don't want people to mess up your work. And I thought, we've arrived. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're right. They've got some time invested in getting things taken care of. Right. So they are a little more aware of the mess they're making. Maybe Mm -hmm. they don't pull out all the things just pull out what you need exactly but but that is one thing and then I also feel like it gives people a more realistic view of life because in the real world you don't just lay around well not most people lay around (laughs) let someone else do all your work for you there's there's work to do and uh, you get your work done then you then you move on to something else but if you arrive at a young adulthood and you've never been equipped to do anything for yourself you're at a real disadvantage. That is true. And I remember another story. So my middle daughter had a friend who played select soccer. And that girl could kick a soccer ball. She could, you know, she had all the skills to play soccer. 
Well, my daughter was at her house one weekend, and the girl said, oh, I need to get my mom to wash my soccer clothes. Wait, what? Yes, she was in high school. I need to get my mom to wash my soccer clothes. And my daughter said, what? You don't know how to use a washing machine? Oh, my goodness. And I said to my daughter, this is why in our family we don't think team sports are that important. Yes, it's really good to have physical fitness, and and I think soccer is great. But if your kids are playing sports and doing so many things that they don't even know how to do basic care of their own clothes or basic food preparation Mm -hmm. or any of those basics that will keep them alive and and clean and healthy, then I think you're missing the boat there. We have a similar story in our family. When my son first moved out of the home and had some roommates, he was the only one who knew how to cook anything. Oh, my. And the rest had just planned, I guess, fast food or... I'm not sure what they thought they were going to eat, but he came home and could not believe they didn't know how to make eggs or fry hamburger or make a salad or or anything. He was amazed. And so were we. Yes. My husband existed on frozen pizzas and burritos when I first met him. And, and his health wasn't that good. Mm. So, yes, it's really important for your well-being, your mental health, and your kids' well-being and their... Um, sense of self-esteem, teach your kids to do chores. It's, it's so important and it will make your homeschooling life much easier because you have taken on this big new job. You've got a whole new full-time job plus all the stuff you were already doing. Mm. And now you have people home all day who are, who are making messes from morning till night. And it can get very stressful. When we first started homeschooling, I felt very stressed out. I had, um, an 18-month-old, a three-year-old, a kindergartner, and a second grader. My husband worked full-time. He was working in retail, and I was just struggling to keep up. And I would I would be really upset with him when he came home, like, why don't you do more to help me? And then one day I had this light bulb. I'm looking at these people, and I thought, oh, my goodness, I need to get these people working. Yes, and indeed. that really changed. It really took a load off me. And, you know, as they got older and older, they did more and more, and... It, it just really will take a load off you. So if your kids aren't doing chores and you're not sure where to start and what they can do, in the next uh, part of our podcast, we're going to talk about the practical things. What can kids do at what ages? And we're going to talk about um, some resources you might want to get to help you to know what to have your kids do or chore charts, things like that. So stay tuned because we're going to be back with more great information. Our podcast today is sponsored by Transcript Maker. It's an online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts in the comfort of your own home. And talk about finding ways to delegate some chores. Well, you can delegate the creation of the spreadsheet to Transcript Maker, and you won't have to be figuring out GPA for yourself. That's right. Think of the time it'll save you. Oh, it is a huge time saver. It's basically plug and play. You just take your list of subjects and grades and you sit down and type them in and then you have a beautiful transcript in really just minutes. I've had to make a transcript all on my own with Excel and scratch paper and figuring all of that out and it is a lot of work. Nobody wants to do that if they don't have to. Get your 14-day free trial at www.transcriptmaker.com. Transcript Maker. Simply better transcripts. All right, well, let's go ahead and talk about what kind of chores kids can do at what ages, what resources you can use to help you get the kids to do those chores, and 
whether you want to pay for chores or not. That's good. That's a good place to start. Um, let's start with what chores they can do at what ages. We always started as soon as the little one could toddle around and carry things, they could have some chores to do. That's right. Well, you said earlier, if they can get something out, they can put they it can back. Put it when my little guy was a really little guy, um, we made it into a game. I would say, hey, can you put these away faster than mommy? And boy, he could not wait to show me up. And, and I went a little slow, you know, uh-huh. to help him have his uh, success. <laughs> but it's good. And then we would play games with, for example, if all the, the blocks are out, you pick up the red ones, I'll pick up the blue ones. That's and so right. then it was, you know, teaching some sorting skills also. And uh, there are a lot of things. Do we want to break it down by ages or how would you like yeah, to do that? Yeah, I think we can talk about ages. So as soon as your child can walk, and hold something in their hand. That's about one and a half when they're really sturdy enough to walk and hold something in their hand. And at least certainly by the age of two, they can start doing some simple things. What's on your list of things they can do? Well, one of the things is taking dirty clothes to the laundry. Go put this in the laundry basket, or would you like to go throw this away? Um, but we had to be careful with that because our little one was surprised. We had one of those trash cans with the swing top oh, lid. Oh, that's too much fun <laughs> for little kids. And there was a time when we couldn't find a shoe. Oh, they had thrown the and shoe in the trash can. But it took us a while to figure out that the, the shoe had gotten thrown away. So uh, throwing things away and carrying things to the laundry, uh, picking things up. They got to help feed the animals, but mostly with someone that little. We gave them the a scoop food, food in, in, a in scoop it mm-hmm. we because did we didn't want the whole bag getting dumped out on the and clearing dishes from the table plastic dishes or silverware or things that wouldn't break we mm-hmm. let them carry it to the sink what about you well you know when i have a video of my son when he was about 18 months old and he was putting silverware in the drawer for me helping me unload the the dishwasher and um we had um, always had little kids do the trash cans mm-hmm. because that was something easy. Uh, the bathroom, the little trash cans, you right. know, little waste paper baskets. And we also would give them a little scoop to put food in the animal dish or a little water and help them pour it in. Um, uh, getting water. things out of the dryer, you know, oh, yeah. there's, they're low enough to the ground <laughs> and they can, can you put these in the basket? You know, no, don't climb into the dryer. Mm-hmm. That's not where people go. That's where clothes go. But any kind of a little task, I, I would spray a little um, window cleaner on the screen door window. Uh, you know, they could wipe that window. It was not, you know, the best job. And later on when they were not in the area, I might touch it up a mm. bit because that's the other thing is um, they're not going to do a perfect job. Don't right. discourage them by redoing their job in front of them. Oh, that's please just don't. that's just really discouraging. But if you need to make an adjustment, you know, when they're not around, you can do a little adjustment. That's true. Now I as would... they get older, you'll teach them right to do a better job. When they get older, then you're like, is there anything else that needs to be done, or what about that smudge there, or right. things like that? I would let my little bitties uh, clean the refrigerator. Oh yes, and it always needs cleaning. Always, and mm-hmm. sometimes it was just a squirt bottle with plain water mm-hmm. and off the. And so now my little granddaughter likes to come over and help us clean. And so a lot of things get wiped off that probably don't need to be wiped off. But well, she sure, is so but never happy discourage initiative. And that, mm-hmm. that is the other thing. Sometimes, you know, we're giving you some ideas. Some kids are more capable than others. And Mm -hmm. if they want to try something, why not let them try it and see if they can do it? Instead of saying, no, no, you can't do that. 
just try. They might surprise you. True. And just include them in whatever you're doing anyway. When you mentioned the laundry, I remember we, you know, like shaking something out, coming out of the washing machine and handing it to them to throw into the dryer. Mm-hmm. I could have done it. And I would throw in like three things to every one thing that they felt, you sure. know, because I had to hold it and look at it and then toss it in the dryer. But they were still helping. Mm-hmm. And that was important. Like yes. you said earlier, it makes them feel like they're part of the part of the work. Right. And as they get older now around. So we're talking right here about ages two to three, these little tiny tasks. And then when they get older, ages four to five, that's when they can really start to do things that are super helpful like Mm -hmm. go get the mail yes absolutely my kids love to go get the mail they love to go get the mail so much and they love to help so much that they each got a day of the week when they were allowed to do those things because otherwise they were arguing oh Oh. i gotta get the mail today no you're not because they oh my goodness that makes it special right yeah so they each had a day of the week um but yeah five-year-olds can dust furniture they can really feed the pets Mm -hmm. um if they don't if you don't have canned food I really wouldn't want to see a little kid messing with a sharp edge on a on a can, but dry cat cat food and dog food or other little feed the fish or whatever, um, they can start to make their beds. Yes, they do. They might look interesting, but they'll be made. Right, right. <laughs> and we just left them like that. And um, they can help water plants. Mm-hmm. My kids were big helpers on water plants. Um, They would uh, help bring things in. When we would go to the store, everybody got to help carry groceries back into the house. Yes, it's so funny. My uh, 28-year-old son lives with us and then my 8-year-old son. And one day we came home from somewhere and and my younger one, he ran into the house. And my older one said, hey, come back here. I don't know what's going on, but mom always said we had to bring stuff in. You're big enough to bring stuff in. That's right. (laughs) I thought, wow, we've come full circle. Now they're helping train. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. They can start setting the table at that age. Oh, yeah. And that's a big help. And and again, we mentioned putting things away, but they're a little bit taller at this point. They are. So they can put more things away and learn where things go. And also, I find at that age, they can start to help organize their toys a little bit. They've got some opinions about where things ought to go and you can work together to find places for everything. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Sometimes they don't know where things go. That's true. And that's a good point. If you want your kids to participate in the running of your house, then you have to make sure that they understand where things go. Maybe put a little picture on a bin mm-hmm. so they know what goes in that bin. Um, otherwise, everything gets higgledy-piggledy. We had pictures and words because mm-hmm. I had both non-readers and readers. But because the words were there... They figured out what they said. Mm-hmm. By the time they could read them, it was just reinforcement. Like they already knew that said trucks and cars. Right, or right. They knew that said animals and, you know, the plastic animals, not live animals. In the bucket, <laughs> obviously, but little ways that they were learning to, it was just, re- everything was reinforcing all the learning that was going on. Um, what other things do you have for those for the five, kindergartners, yeah, preschoolers. Um, clean the bathroom sinks. You know, I haven't not had my son clean in, in the bathroom yet, but now I think, hmm, I'm missing some opportunities. They do that. Anything yeah. where they can spray some sprayer and wipe a, a cloth along it, they can do. Once they're tall enough to reach mm-hmm. it, they can certainly Well, and we do. have, so I'm only five feet tall, so I have step stools. We have a step stool in the bathroom, which my son had used when he was tiny to get up to the sink to brush his teeth. But it's still in there because when I'm cleaning in the top parts of the bathroom, I need it. Uh, we have a step stool in the kitchen. 
We have step stools everywhere because um, I can't wait for somebody to come help me. So I just, I have to have tools. And so it's beneficial for the kids too. And um, he'll say, I can't reach that. I said, well, you know where the stool is, get it. So mm -hmm. now he knows how to get something out and use it and put it away, which is very important when your children are using any kind of tools, the, the broom and the dustpan, the vacuum cleaner, you know, they need to know you get it out, you put it away. The job's not done till the tools are put away. Exactly, yes. That's what we said. So, yeah, and, and my list says that um, five-year-olds can vacuum, and we haven't had, he does kind of vacuum, he's eight. It's not the best vacuuming that I've ever seen, but, you know, again, I don't want to discourage initiative. They can vacuum the middles. Mm -hmm. They can vacuum the pathway, and some of it, it depends on your vacuum and how heavy it is and how your child can maneuver it but I would let them vacuum the middles and mm -hmm. later on we would talk about edges and baseboards and right. things like that but that's another thing in one house we lived in it had white baseboards and it was kind of out in the country so they always needed dusting and those little guys are right down there they are so they would get to dust the baseboards <laughs> I always I used to pay my little kids to wipe off the um, outlets and the light switches yes I paid them a, a certain amount per item so I'd say go do the ones and I'd count them you know in the in the living room whatever and then I'd, I'd pay them um, I always had a policy of I would pay for things that I needed to do that weren't regular everyday living that would save me time so I didn't pay for things like clearing the table or putting away the dishes we all live in the house and we all had a part in dirtying those things we all have a part in cleaning them but I paid for things that I would normally have to do myself and that would take up my time. So I think the other day, oh, I know. Uh, recently, I needed to shred some papers. I um, I work for myself, and I have to shred papers. But I was really behind. So my kiddo was wanting money, as kids oh. always do. And I said, well, let me show you how to use my shredder. And you can earn some money for shredding these papers. And so he sat beside me while I worked, and he shredded. And I think he earned $2. So that was really big help to that me. That was really good. And he was supervised, so it was safe. Right. That was, a, that was a good thing. We never really, I didn't pay with actual money, but we often paid with points or tickets. We had a ticket system once, which was really fun for a while. And everything, I was pretty generous with those tickets. And then those extra things they wanted to do, if they had tickets, we would do them. Picking the movies or picking, choosing the cereal. Oh, and, you're so clever. We had all kinds of things that they could do with their tickets. But we'll they have would to get, talk more about that and about how to motivate. Fun. Yeah. It was an incentive to get things done. And then, of course, they would look for extra ways to help to earn more tickets. Right. Yeah. It and makes then sense. they Take figured more. out they could pull their tickets oh, my. for big things. So Your there was kids. a lot of math going on. It was a lot of fun. So smart. Well, um, Let's talk a little bit more about what people can do at what ages. Okay. And then we'll we'll talk about how we get kids to want to do work because naturally people don't want to do work. And they have to be motivated. And that, I mean, that never stops because adults have adults to be motivated. Adults get a paycheck, which is pretty motivating. Sure. So, or yeah. bonuses. So um, six to seven-year-olds, they can do a lot more stuff. A I whole mean, lot more. We, that's when they uh, would they would really transition into sweeping the floors. They could they could handle that dustpan broom action mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're a little bit more coordinated then. Right. They could do that and dust again. And then um, we would sort laundry and fold laundry during read aloud time. But mm -hmm. at that age, they could figure out the difference between whites or lights and darks mm -hmm. and sort the towels. And so um, we kind of did that all along, but that became more of a more of a thing I would expect them to do. And I didn't have to go back and redo. 
Recently, I told my son, I guess it was um, earlier this year, maybe late last year, I said he had to start folding his own underwear and his socks, putting matches in his socks. Mm -hmm. He was a little upset about that. And I said, well, okay, how about if you start folding dad's uh, underwear and my underwear? He said, I don't want to fold your (laughs) underwear. And I said, okay, well, let's think about this. This is something you can do. So we worked and I taught him how to fold his underwear and, and match his socks and put them in the drawer. And I said, you know, your things are your responsibility. And the older you get, the more responsibility you're going to take for your own things. So this is where we start. Such good training. Yeah. Now here's a funny one to me is answer the telephone. So in the era of cell phones, I think we have to be a little more intentional about teaching kids how to answer the phone. And I actually just realized recently that I've been remiss in this with my son because, you know, it's my phone. We all have our own Mm -hmm. phones, but he doesn't have a phone. And so I'm going to work on teaching him how to answer my phone if I can't answer it. That's a good point. Obviously, my list predates (laughs) (laughs) predates cell phones. Yeah. But seven-year-olds can... um, Well, they can learn how to answer the door, for one thing. Like, you have to be careful. But even just those niceties when someone comes over, how to greet someone. Indeed. Yep. not that's outside of the chores right just life skills right well and another thing that my son does and he's so proud of himself is that he takes the garbage can up to the street we have two cans a large one and a small one and so one day i said you know i think why don't you see if you can take this little can Mm -hmm. up so now he's taking the can up and then he can bring it back and he can go gather the mail i mean these are really helpful things that i don't always have time to do And then um, once you get to eight years and older, you can just keep trying them out with different responsibilities. They can put away their groceries. They can... um, They can add things to the grocery list. Oh, yes. That's Mm -hmm. always fun when you're at the store and that childish handwriting in there with... Maybe it's spelled right. Maybe it's not, but they're included. Those were fun. Yeah, we keep a list on the refrigerator that people are supposed to write things down as we run out. And then I transfer it to my phone. Um, So I'm sure when I tell Liam he can add things to the list, I'll see a lot of um, snack items. Always. Yep. Yep. Um, But at that age, I would step it up a little, let them start putting away the laundry. And then even things like when you put it, when you put these things in your drawer, put them in there like this. Oh, yes. We've had to work on that. You can't just toss them in. Not just higgledy-piggledy, but, you know, put your shirts together. Again, categorizing and sorting. Right. Um, Put them in this way. Make sure they're all facing this way. I mean, we had, I had one one child that needed some help with specific instructions like when you hang them up please not that it matters to everyone but I wanted all the things to go the same way it's just easier to find what you're looking for yeah and so we had some coaching time on things like that again when you're an adult and you are trying to get ready for work and you can't locate your garments that's a big problem so you might as well learn these skills while you're younger um so I'm looking at your list and I've kind of skipped ahead I see at age 13 plus mow the yard And we have a very large yard, and my kids were helping to mow the yard probably about 11 or 12. Liam, actually, when I have the mower running, he'll ask if he can push it. And he is starting to um, help with mowing the few sections here and there. He thinks it's fun. And and as long as it is, they can do some, and then that's some you didn't have to do. And I did discover when I first started, like, I didn't have a handy list. There were Mm -hmm. just things that I thought they could do. And then I would come across these lists in books or wherever and find that I was having them do things way earlier than the list suggested. But I feel like it's that transition. 
introduce it and mm-hmm. let them do it a little bit. By the time they were 12 or 13, they were mowing the yard on their own. Right. But all, but they had been doing it for a few years with help. Well, and I think also um, in the United States, we do not challenge our kids' abilities. I remember seeing a video on Facebook of this little boy. He looked to be about four or five. And he's cooking on a walk, and he made a meal for him and his little brother, whom he was obviously caring for. And I was, I mean, open flame and everything, and I, my mouth was, like, wide open. Not, not that I want to put my child in charge of an open flame, but it made me think, you know, we just don't ask as much of our kids. And we don't ask as much of our kids now as historically was asked of children. Absolutely true. Yeah. They so. really can do a hell of a lot more than we than we even think to ask them to yes, do. Yes, that's true. So, um, yeah, once your kids are 10 and up, they can they can cook. They can be doing a lot more cleaning, like cleaning the bathroom. Um, I had a chart on the inside of the door of the bathroom, and it had step-by-step what to do. Because um, one of the things that if you're not training people, when they go in to clean, they might start cleaning a low spot before a high spot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you clean from the top down, all the dust and dirt you shake down won't get onto something you've already cleaned. So we had a step-by-step, and then I would go in. One of my things that I always said was kids will neglect what you don't inspect. Mm -hmm. So I would go in not like not inspecting like a white glove, a stern taskmaster, but let me take a look and see, okay, did you go back down the chart and see if you've done every step? And then they would go, oh no, I didn't do this one part. And some of my kids tried to get by those and they were older. So I would be a little more exacting with well, them everybody knows their children mm-hmm. best but mm-hmm. but there is but that brings up a good point there's a process in teaching and training someone in how to do those chores and in the beginning you're showing them and and narrating what you're doing and why and like you said you have a, a list here's we do this for example we clear off the counter before we try to clean it otherwise <laughs> you got people trying to move things and so there's that teaching time, and then they do it while you check up on mm-hmm, them and coach mm-hmm. them into doing it better. And then at some point, they take full responsibility. But that's where that long, there's time invested in teaching them how to do these chores. Right. That comes back to pay you right. off later. But in the beginning, it takes way more time. It to does. Ch- like three or four or five times as much time. It does. And to don't teach get discouraged. How. Don't get discouraged during that time um, because, you know, it is like you said, it's that investment now that you will reap later. I remember when we were traveling, you and I would go away and we would come home and our kids would have made some simple meals. You know, they were they were home with their dads, Fine. but they, they would have made some simple meals or maybe, you know, when I got home, my daughter said, oh, I baked some cookies or I did. They were able to do these things and they were able to, yes. um, to run the house and entertain themselves. And when my kids moved out on their own, they were equipped. Yes, that's the goal. And they thanked me for it. So I felt like, wow, I've lived long enough to to see that the fruits of my efforts have paid off. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's the thing is you don't want to unleash people on the world that have no skills and no abilities. That's really, that's not a loving act. And I've heard people say, well, you know, they're children. They should just enjoy being a child. Well, you know, there's no time in your life where you're going to be free from any responsibilities. Well, and it's not like the chores take the entire day. They right. they can enjoy being a child after their chores are done. And if everybody's working together, you're only looking at an hour, maybe yeah, less. Yeah, exactly. And, um, my 
I think my goal was to make sure that by age 12 they knew how to do everything. And then they had, you know, several years to practice right. and improve their skills mm-hmm. so that by the time they launched, they they were better prepared than I was when I started out as a young adult. Oh, I was prepared. My mother had me cooking at age eight. She was sick with my sister, uh, pregnant with my sister, and she couldn't do things. So she would tell me to go in the kitchen. She'd be like in the next room on the couch. All right, get out the package of ground mm-hmm. beef. Now put the pan on the stove. And I mean, step by step. That's and I awesome. remember standing on a chair making goulash or whatever she was telling me to make so that we could eat. And yeah, it made me feel really, um, really capable and really like I was doing something important. And it's it's awesome. I remember when my granddaughters were down visiting and they just went ahead and made the pancakes. I'm like, this is so much fun that they can do things that are help, helpful. It really is. So when you first start to uh, this this process of getting your kids to do chores, you might not know what to do or um, how to keep track of chores. And so there are lots of resources available. Um, one of my favorites is from a company called Doorposts, and oh. they have all kinds of charts. I, um, I have one called Service Opportunities, which you could write things down and post it, and with things that your kids could do to earn money. Uh, because kids are always wanting money. Mm-hmm. My eight-year-old, whoo, he's very wanty. He wants a lot <laughs> of toys and things, and I'm not buying. So he's recently gone through his room and picked out items for me to sell on Marketplace for him. And then he's used the money to buy other items. But, you know, he's always wanting some money, and I'm just not handing money out. I'm not a bank. So, mm-hmm. um, But he also has a chart. So every day his list has uh, is broken up into certain sections, personal which are things he's going to do anyway, but it just keeps him on track to get them done, like get dressed, brush teeth, comb your hair, put your blanket on your bed. He comes out in the morning. He's always got his blanket with him, and he lies down, Mm -hmm. watches a few shows in the morning if he's met some requirements. And that's the thing is, right, you do some responsibilities, you get a Mm -hmm. reward. So his requirement is to have his room clean every night by 6 o'clock. And if he does that, then the next morning he's allowed to watch a little TV show when he first wakes up. Oh, that's good. And he loves watching his TV shows. So, um, and then he has to put his toys in his room. Um, the toys just get spread out all over. And I'll say, um, excuse me, what's going on in here? Oh, yeah. And he'll have to collect up his toys. And then he has some health things he's supposed to do. Um, he's not a big fruit or vegetable eater. So he has to eat two fruits every day. He has to get some exercise every day. Um, and then he's got uh, chores. So he goes through the list to see if any of these things need to be done. If he needs to put away dishes or unload the dryer and fold and put away. If there's a trash can that needs emptied. And we drink bottled water, so the jugs have to be crushed and thrown away. He does that. He feeds the pets. And then he's. we have our learning time, of course, because we're homeschoolers. But even in the summer, we don't just completely take off. So every day he has to um, do some reading, practice some French, play a little piano on uh, an app I have on my phone. He's got to practice some math. And then he's got to get in bed on time. And if he gets in bed on time every night, on Friday night, we have a movie night. So he's got things to look forward to. He knows his his work has some benefit. Right. And you're developing good habits mm-hmm. and just right from the start. Yeah. We had a very similar thing. We had morning sevens, which were basically all the things that are your early morning chores. And then there were chores to do and we had a lot, I had several people to spread those chores out and they would either, for a while we had them on index cards and we would like hand them out at breakfast oh, and uh-huh. sometimes they would trade and mm-hmm. 
I was trying to find ways to make it fun. Right. Um, and then they would um, get those chores done before our learning time. So very similar. And that worked really well for us for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having structure is beneficial to everybody. And if you have, um, so I use something called block scheduling. And so um, we do personal things in the morning. Um, we do, you know, household chores and, and we do our exercise and stuff like that. I try to. I'm going to shift that around because it's not working. That's the other thing. That's change the other things. Thing. If it change work, things if it's not it. working. But we, we do certain things in the morning and then we switch into school time and then we finish school and I go in my office and work. Mm-hmm. And then when work's done, we have dinner and then we do recreation. We'll go to the playground and walk and run and things like that. But there's every day proceeds pretty much in the same order. So we might, you know, we might do a different thing in our personal time block. If we don't need to, say, put away the dishes because they're already done, maybe we'll do another thing that's household tasks. But that block is for those kinds of activities. We don't try not to mix them up. Mm-hmm. So, um, But having a predictable schedule where you know what's going on in your life, that really is, it builds stability and security. You know life is not like crazy and you never know what's going to happen. Right. You know what's going to happen because it's the same every day. Right, and it's efficient. And your time gets used better when you're not trying to figure out every day where to start and what to do. Um, so we talked about doorposts, and did you have any resources um, particular? Oh, I think one of my favorite resources before I found my way to um, other books and things was a book I found in the library by Bonnie McCullough called 401 Ways to Get Your Kids to Work at Home. Love it. And that book had chore ideas broken down. And then she also had some really good points in there about teaching them what you mean when you say, for example, clean up your room. That's too big of a task. Oh, You've right. got to break you it down. You have to have specifics. Kind yeah. of like your step-by-step in the bathroom mm-hmm. cleaning chores. It's like, what does that mean? Pick up all your clothes. You know, what do you do with them? And you can be as detailed as your particular child needs. Some mm-hmm. kids... Some people are just naturally more orderly than others. Right. Some need more training. But when you start a new task, divide it into some workable chunks. You know, I need you to pick up all of the trucks and cars. I need you to pick up all of your jeans or pick up all of your socks. Hopefully, my kids were trained well enough to where those dirty clothes had gone into the dirty clothes hamper. And they weren't all over the room. But there are always things that are just not in their final place. Right. And we would break those chores down. And so, like you mentioned earlier, it's a process of training. Mm-hmm. But to but to keep in mind that they don't know what you mean. Right. Unless you explain it to them. And I have some friends who took pictures. Like, here's the room all cleaned up, took pictures. So they had a little picture of what it should look like when they got finished. And I have another friend whose child had lots and lots of stuffed animals that went a certain way on the bed. And so they took a picture so oh, her wow. daughter would know what she meant. And um, my kids had their own way to do those things. So I didn't, that wasn't necessary for us. But it was a good idea to, what does it mean when I say right. clean up your that's room? That's really good. I think that's really important because um, things are subject to interpretation. They certainly are. And another thing, which I think we've mentioned, but be sure to acknowledge a job well done and praise them when they've done a great job or they've done the task, or like if they show initiative and do it without asking, Mm -hmm. be sure to acknowledge that. It's really important. Yes. People are not going to want to work when they have no recognition. 
That's no. just human nature. Mm-hmm. We want to have some recognition for the contributions we make. I know there were some times when, uh, like, just enthusiasm would lag. I got an idea from somewhere to hide some pennies underneath some of the things that were on the floor. Do you know what? <laughs> I read a book. Uh, one of my favorite books is called All of a Kind Family. And the mother, that's how she taught the kids to do a good job of dusting and cleaning. She would hide some pennies mm-hmm. under, this book was set in like the 1900s. The story was a family in the 1900s. Oh, I'm going to have to read that. Oh, it's that. an adorable story. But yes, finding ways to motivate the kids. That is highly motivating. Mm-hmm. When you pick up your socks and there's a penny underneath there, then you start picking up other things and looking for them. Right. And you know, not too long ago on... I think it was on Facebook. Some mother taped like a dollar bill to the bottom of a piece of paper that was on the floor in the bathroom, like a oh a Kleenex or something. That kind of thing where you wonder how long it's going to take till somebody oh, picks that hilarious. item up. Oh, it was hilarious. She would post a daily update. <laughs> <laughs> it was about a week later before someone, and then she used it as a teaching tool, obviously. But it okay, was so funny. Okay, y'all have to try that. <laughs> y'all have to try that and see what happens. I, I want to hear about that. That's super fun. I love it. That's funny. There are a lot of ways you can make it enjoyable, either mm-hmm. a reward for having done it or a little right. treat sometimes. Right. Um, well, you were saying you had your um, your tickets that you gave your kids, and I had a treasure box for my kids. Oh, sort of the same so thing. So they could earn tickets for certain things, and then they could shop in the treasure box. Um yeah, because it, it can't all be, not all rewards are monetary. They're right. And if you're on a super tight budget, a lot of people are right now because jobs have been suspended or on hold. Um, right. It can be things you do time. Mm-hmm. You spend time together doing things like your movie night or like I mentioned earlier, choosing this cereal that's going to go on the list or mm-hmm. making a choice of what we're all going to go and do activities, things right. we're going to do together, who right. gets to pick. Or it could even be going to the store with dad. That mm-hmm. was always a big deal. And um, I know how your husband shops. I, I bet it was a lot uh, of fun. It was fun to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Um, my kids would get to have 20 minutes a day when it was their day of the week to do something with me that they wanted to do. I played a lot of video games. I still like to play oh. video games. And I painted a lot of fingernails. Mm-hmm. And oh, I curled a lot of hair. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Fixing up hair, doing makeup stuff. Uh, we had a lot of fun. And so all rewards don't have to be um, money. Right. It can be the gift of time between you and your child, something that they want to do. We've covered a lot today. So if you have additional questions about children and chores or other questions, please send them to us on Twitter at underscore homeschool pod or email us at happyhomeschoolerpod at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash happy homeschool pod. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Holly. I'm Melody. Happy Happy homeschooling. homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Holly Williams-Urbach. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-host is Melody Gillum. This episode was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find her music on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or as always, tell people about us. Um, Pick up where you left off. Yeah. Wherever you stop, I'll fill in. Right. Okay.
Oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Oh, man. You cracked me up. 